Hey, Lighthouse, what's going on? This is Grant Combs. I'm sitting here with Patrick Hawks. What's going on, Pat? Not much. It is Tuesday as we record this intro. It is. The 2nd of July. 2nd of July. Which means two days from now. It's we'll the be fifth, the... right? <laughs> the... I think the fourth of July falls on the fifth of July. No, 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 no. Yeah. It falls on the fourth of July this year. Yeah, looking forward to seeing everybody out here for some fireworks and just enjoying being family. Mm-hmm. We have this little sweet spot where we're still allowed to light fireworks in Seaside. So, and we got a great parking lot to do it in. Great parking lot, and I saw a sign that said "No fireworks after ten o'clock," and I was yeah. like, "Great! I want to be home by ten o'clock. That <laughs> that totally works for me." So, yeah, we'll see how well that actually works. Yeah, that one's going to be much harder to enforce than the aerial displays oh, law. But man. I kind of want to join the police department just for that day and like just be chasing down people lighting off fireworks. It sounds like so much fun. Mm. No? I'll pass. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'd probably get distracted anyway. It wouldn't work. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the podcast today, we are welcoming Mary and Ross Seeley, mm-hmm. who are pillars around here, been at Lighthouse a long time. Ross is... I mean, what that dude has meant for sound and mm. and uh, just faithful service to the facilities and all of that is is hard to um, hard to articulate. And also, they're a family that pours into the homeless folks around here a lot. They're super faithful with I help, just real servants. And it's great to hear their story. And you know, I we we talked about like this has been a neat opportunity for you to hear everybody's story for the first time. Yeah. And I, I've heard bits and pieces of everybody's story, but to just sit down for an hour and say, tell, mm. start at the beginning and, and tell me the whole story. Man, God has been faithful through really great times and really dark times. Yeah. In, in everybody's story, but the Seelies really have a story that you think, wow, these people have walked with the Lord, who found Christ mm-hmm. as grownups, yeah. came to Christ um, you know, not as a child, but as grownups and then, and together, I thought that was cool. Like they weren't saved together. And now, you know, for decades, they've been walking with the Lord together and that's cool. But really just like family stuff and just, just very dark times. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're preaching through the Psalms starting this week. Mm -hmm. And I, it's a good, it's a good example of, uh, the Psalms are great no matter what, season of life you're in, right? God is faithful in the valley. God is faithful in the mountaintop Mm -hmm. and in the long drudge of the hike between, right? And uh, so these are are folks that we get to see their testimony of God's faithfulness. It's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Right on. Well, what else is going on? Um... You know, I, I, I thought maybe we'll talk about this more maybe in the intro next week, but I thought maybe, you know, you're, you're about to get married. I am. How's that going? It's going fairly well. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's exciting. About two and a half weeks now. You know, you, <laughs> two and a half weeks. Man, that, that is, is not a whole lot of time. That is not a whole lot of time. <laughs> Under 20 days. Yeah. You know, I always say this, like you, you make a decision to follow the Lord mm. and then you marry somebody that you like who also has made a decision to follow the Lord. And really, like those are the big decisions of life. Yeah. Like what you do to make money or even ministry stuff is like, yeah, those things are going to come and go. There'll be seasons of this and seasons of that. But man, marrying a girl, you know, like Tiffany Mm -hmm. and like Lauren, like this is this is the best parts of life. My dad said there are four like of the most pivotal moments in your life. Like there are four key pillars of your life okay so ladies and gentlemen this is the new segment on the podcast wisdom (laughs) from papa hawks yep all right it's the day of your birth okay the day of your death not a whole lot you can do about either one of those exactly yeah the day you accept christ yep and the day you get married boom it's like those four yeah those four are like the pivotal moments in your life those are the biggest changes those will chart how your life goes yep that's good. Good wisdom. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, everybody, uh, if you see Patrick around, give him a high five <laughs> and, uh, you know, go, I don't know, buy something from the registry or something. <laughs> and in the meantime, in the meantime, enjoy uh, two of my dear friends, Ross and Mary Seeley, and uh, rejoice with them as God, in God's faithfulness through, um, through their story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, everybody, have a great day. Hey, Pat. Yep. Play the music. Yes, sir.
Right on. Hey, so uh, today I am sitting with my dear friends, Ross and Mary Seeley. And, uh, you know, typically Lighthouse stories are told individually, but I I get such a kick out of you guys interacting and being together. I thought it'd be fun to do something special and have both of you in at the same time. So uh, thank you guys for being here. How are you doing this morning? Well, Pretty good today. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. a good day. <laughs> yeah. That's so usually when, every, when I ask you how you're doing, Ross, your typical answer is plugging along. Yeah, plugging <laughs> along. Yeah. It's kind of making When it you out. get to be 83, you know, you're plugging along. Plugging along is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with plugging along. I tell some people, I said, doing all right. Could be better. I've been worse. So I'm in between. <laughs> Don't make me think too hard about this. <laughs> yeah. Everything, everything's going yeah. okay. Well, I would love to hear. So I want to hear just kind of your guys' story, and I'd love to hear the story of each of you and the story of, of you guys together. And, I, you know, anytime I talk to either one of you, just what the Lord has done in your life is so prevalent. I want to, you know, it's it's always something that you guys are interested in talking about, and I would love to uh, love to talk about all of that. It's, in, it's over there. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe I should turn this on. So let's start at the beginning. Where were you born? Ross? Glendale, California. Glendale, California. San Fernando Valley kid, but I never really lived there. How long were you there? My parents were living in Burbank at the time, but they moved very shortly thereafter down to uh, El Segundo. Oh, were they in the in, aviation uh, industry? Uh-huh. Oh, aviation. My dad, my dad was a pilot and okay. had an A&P and worked for Lockheed and Northrop during the Depression. And, and huh. when he when they moved to uh, El Segundo, he became the chief pilot for a flight school, which was okay. on what is now LAX, the Los Angeles huh. Airport, on the south side. Huh. And the hangar for the company, California Flyers, is still there mm. with a little cupola like a control tower. Oh, really? And I've actually gone down the street there. It was in the middle of North American Aviation's facilities. So were you, you kind of grew up in L.A.? No. No. My, my mother divorced my father in 39 and okay. hauled me back to central Pennsylvania. And okay. I didn't get to see my father again until 1947 in Anchorage, Alaska. Huh. I spent the summer in Alaska. That's where I learned to swim. I so f- 39 to 47 that was a long time. Yeah. My mother married an army dude during uh, World War II. Uh, not not a happy marriage, but it lasted until they died. Huh. And uh, I was raised two miles from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh, is that right? So that's where your teenage years and Teenage years were. Yeah. So when you reconnected with your dad again in Alaska, how old were you? You were a young I man. I was 11. Oh, you were 11. In 47. And then after I got out of the Navy in 58, I went to Yuma, Arizona to work as mm-hmm. a Philco tech rep. And I mm-hmm. drove up to L.A. and saw my mm-hmm. dad in 58. Well, let's. And we, yeah, I want to hear all those stories. Let's go. Where were, you, where were you born, Mary? San Francisco, California. San Francisco. A couple of California kids. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, were you raised in San Francisco? Those yes, are your I was. And so, like, do you you could still drive to the your old neighborhood oh yes there. yeah the house is now going for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars <laughs> which is what your parents paid for it and <laughs> oh yeah right right you still have family? little bungalow oh is that right uh-huh. what part of town uh it's Bernal heights all right well, in the mission nice. yeah mm-hmm. very good do you still enjoy san Fr- do, does san francisco still feel like home well yeah i still have san francisco in my heart yeah uh-huh yeah, yeah. And so tell me a little bit about your growing up in the in the city, going to... It was wild. <laughs> well, okay. Um, the household I was raised in, uh-huh. my mother was really quite mm, out there. And uh-huh. she loved animals. She ran around with bare feet. And she was called a hillbilly. And so that was the kind of household I grew up in. Uh-huh. Really wild. Two brothers, two sisters. Big family. Yeah. Five, Big-ish family. Five, five yeah, yeah. That's enough. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Three gone now. Mm. Only two left. Mm-hmm. And I just found out my younger brother, youngest brother, is a born-again Christian. Oh. Yes. Lord. Thrilled yeah. us both. Yeah. Fierce. So how many siblings do you have, Ross? I had a half-brother. Okay. And my father's second wife had a daughter while he was out in the Pacific during World War II, which okay. wasn't his child. So t- 
in a in a sense, it, I had a half sister, but she not blood relative. And you didn't have a relationship, much of a relationship no. with her. So your no. half brother grew up in the house with you. Up until I went in the Navy in '54. So and how he far? He was ten years younger than me. Though. Oh, that's a big gap. Yeah, it's like you were both only children. That's, <laughs> a yeah. Bit. yeah, 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 yeah. And he he's the one that died here what five years ago. Yeah. So, so give me a picture gone. of Ross in high school. You're in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And what kind of stuff were you doing for fun? Were, were you in, what kind of studies did you enjoy? Well, it was basically, I was an academic curriculum, if you will call it that. Uh-huh. Uh, I really had no goals. Other than, I, I, was, I was always fond of aviation. And uh, we... Uh, you were fond of aviation even in high school? Yeah. Yeah. Girl, my father was a pilot. That makes sense. I knew yeah. that. And I'd been in airplanes all my life from uh-huh. one year old on. Yeah. And uh, I played football and and baseball and basketball until I hyperextended a knee my senior year, and that ended. Yeah, the game yeah. usually retires us before <laughs> yeah. we retire. I didn't the game. play base, basketball or baseball my senior year. I went to work in a tailor shop. A tailor shop. Yeah, but while I, you were still I, in high school. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I had carried papers and caddied at Hershey Country Club and mm. did all that kind of stuff. And uh... we're so like I want to talk about like you're one of the most skilled just electricians I've ever met. Like you and and just a a bunch of circuits and transformers and whatever well, turns into pretty amazing things. So did you I have got into electronics in the Navy? I was a gunfire control technician, which was basically radar and that kind of stuff. But so that wasn't when you were a kid. You weren't no, pulling no, the lamps had, apart. No, I had no technical skills at all as a teenager mm-hmm. and I picked it all up age nineteen in the Navy. Huh. So in high school are you running around with some buddies? Yeah, I had a whole bunch of friends and some of them had cars and yeah. yeah. Is it a rural yeah. upbringing? Like you, semi, okay, yeah, semi uh, rural. Feel sort of Monterey-ish. It was no, there's no comparison between okay. Pennsylvania and Monterey. <laughs> no. um, you know, from the house, you, I could see the smokestacks on the Hershey Chocolate Factory from mm. the third floor mm. of my grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. But you could also see cornfields and everything all around the town. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it was semi-rural. Northern edge of the Pennsylvania Dutch country. Mm-hmm. My grandmother's maiden name was Wolfersperger. <laughs> That's a lot of letters. Yeah. yeah. And the, her, the married name was Horstick, which was a, a um, I don't know, they screwed it up back in the 1800s. It yeah. was originally harsh leaked. Okay. Harsh leaked and it turned into Horstick. My grandfather was the mayor of the little town, Palmyra. That's cool. Your mom's yeah. dad. My mom's dad. Was the mayor of a little town in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have a relationship with your grandparents? You knew him well? He died when I was 17 months old. Oh, he man. was killed in a farm accident. He, huh. was, on a, he was on a hay wagon. Huh. Mules were pulling it. And a snake crawled out from under a corn crib, and mules bolted, tossed him off. Wow! He fell down the wagon with full of hay bales ran over his chest. Wow! Today, I don't think he would have died. They'd have saved yeah, his life. Probably. But in 1937. That was fatal. It was fatal. Yeah. So tell me about did Grandma were, was a hoot. But, was she? Oh yeah, she was a strong old Pennsylvania Dutch woman. Was she in the house with you, or you would visit her, or? Yeah. When my mother came back to Pennsylvania in 1939, uh, she was in and out of her mother's house and mm. and her sister's house and, mm-hmm. and Aunt Johnny's house, John, Aunt Anne's house, and then and she met this guy in '42 and mm. took off and went to Georgia. What did he do for a living? He was an army sergeant. Okay. What did your mom have a job after? On and off in the '50s, she worked at a little supermarket. Within mm-hmm. a block of the house, were cashier, mm. and he he was he was an alcoholic and a, mm. and a nasty dude. Did so you feel I was alone really, or? Well, I was kind of on the outs all my teenage huh. years, and huh. went away to the navy and would go back and visit them. That's about it. Was that part of the? I was going to ask about your decision to join the navy. Was it? It just home didn't offer that much. You were ready. That's to, right. There yeah. was no. I wasn't really prepared or thinking of going to any college yeah so 
me and the high school quarterback buddy of mine, we went in the Navy together. Signed boot, up together. Boot camp, signed up together, went boot camp together. Huh. And he went one way to, he went to Puerto Rico, married huh. a little Puerto Rican gal. Uh-huh. And then after his Navy time, they came back to the little hometown and they're living over near Campbelltown now. You still okay. are in contact with your... No, hardly any of them. Okay. The ones that I used to be in contact with, uh, uh, no contact anymore. A couple yeah. of them have died. Yeah, it's amazing they're how... They're ones that... You know, you know we, Tiff and I look at the people that were in our wedding, and we go, yeah. man, we barely talked to those people. <laughs> they, yeah. they were so important to us in yeah. a season yeah. of life, yeah. and we yeah. still love them, but... Yeah, but you just, you uh, just you know, go different paths. Things are about seasons, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So, Mary, what's high school like upbringing for you? So, you're in high school at what high school in, in the city? Well, I started in uh, Polytechnic. Okay. And, and then um, I decided to get married. In high school? Uh, well, I was in high school. Yes. All right. Yes. I was. Uh, I was given permission. Uh huh. And so, mother asked uh, me. She told me. She said, "If I let you uh, get married, I want you to get your diploma." She yeah. wanted me to finish high school. Yeah. Which is a very good idea. Yeah. And so, um, I got married. I got pregnant with a little baby, uh-huh. and the husband at the time didn't really was ha- was not happy about it. Uh-huh. And so, I thought about it, and I go, you know what? I think I better separate from this dude. Yeah. So that's what happened. We separated. At, and what age are you when this is going on? This is 16, 17. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a very quick start to an adult life. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Leapt right into it. Yeah. When yeah. It's, I mean, you're talking about just a year or two into high school, uh-huh. really starting a very, right. making adult ninth, decisions. Ninth and... grade, 10th grade, into the 11th. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so you you went back in Got your diploma? Yes, I did. I went to, uh, I, they gave me a day, uh, a, a tutor, the uh-huh. school system. So I had that during the, my 11th year huh. of high school, high schooling. And then my 12th year, I went to, I went to uh, a day adult school and there were adult, all, all adults. That um, sounds like a lot of work with a little baby and. Yeah, that's... but my mother, my mother took care of him. Okay. Yeah. So. She was happy, first grandchild, so. Mm-hmm. So how do we get you two together? You're in the Army, stationed oh, no. where? No, I was Navy. Got out oh, of you're in, Navy. I'm sorry, Navy. Got out of the Navy in 58. Well, let's talk a little bit about, well, let's come back. Don't, let's not forget to I talk about radars. To. Yeah, I, I, I love to hear you talk about planes and radars and all that stuff. So let's, let's, let's come back to that. But uh, yeah, how do we get you two together? Okay, how we get, okay. What happened was that, my stepfather decided that he wanted to get out of the work he was doing. He was a truck driver, delivery. And so he um, had a friend that was a member of the uh, Local 38 Union, Local 38 Plumbers oh. and Steamfitters um, Union. And so he had to pay 1500 bucks just to get in. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they decided, the union decided, execs decided to build a resort up on Clear Lake. Okay. California. Yep. Up on the shore of the lake. And so Pop uh, signed on as a maintenance man. Okay. While they were building it. And he was supposed to be the manager when they finished building it, but that fell through because my mother wasn't much of a housekeeper. Mm. And 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 the the the, the building where you register in had uh, the housing was in the back. And so you, the desk's care, and then you look in, and you see the where the people were the where they living, mm-hmm. and it had to be clean mm. and neat. Mm. So Pop didn't get that job. Huh. But anyways, that's that's what happened. We, we moved up to Clear Lake, okay. And I quit my job at the Chronicle. I I went to work for the Chronicle. For well, four let's years. talk about that. That's a cool thing. How it long was did you work for the Chronicle? Four years. Four years. And mm-hmm. what was your role there? Uh, I, I worked in classified advertising and loved it. I don't have any idea what that is. So classified you're sell, advertising. S- selling classified uh, ads. Yeah. Well, I worked in the business office. Okay. So I, I was secretary, one of the secretaries. And people are calling in saying, hey, I'd like to sell my lawnmower. Can you put well, an ad? Or Well, I worked under the, under the, the supervisor. Uh-huh. So I didn't do that. But uh, there are other gals that were doing that. And they, we actually had a separate room uh-huh. where the outdoor salesmen were. 
and they're the ones that went out and procured sure. the advertising for that newspaper. Okay, so not so not the classifieds, but the the advertising that you see. I, I, rep, in the I rep in the department. Do you remember any of those old ads? Are I mean, are they? Are, do you have any clippings or anything that you could go back? No, uh, I, I remember getting uh, newspaper uh, classifieds from Philadelphia. Uh, uh, I forgot the name of the Philadelphia newspaper. Enquirer. Uh -huh. Philadelphia and, paper. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we, got, we used to get um, classifieds from all over. And the uh, Fresno Bee. Uh -huh. And I had to take care of those. And yeah. we had big books that we used to put them in. What years are we talking? 57 to 61. So do you remember any, like, big stories? Were there ever times where just, like, the whole building's buzzing because there's a big story? There was a gal named Tempest Storm. Okay. And she, she, she was up. <laughs> Wait, the, she, what, what Ross just did is why this is not a video podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. In this case, it was her legs. She had, she got her legs uh, uh, insured for a million dollars. Oh, so I she see. was upstairs. Okay. That, that, that was the um, where the reporters and that that was where all the business was upstairs. Uh huh. I, I was on the on the second floor, and so. Everybody said, Tempest Storm is upstairs and interviewing her. So everybody snuck up there and <laughs> took a look at her and went back down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to go see if those legs are worth a million yeah. dollars or yeah, not. Yeah, she was right? sitting on the desk with her Among legs. And, yeah. and, and they were photograph photographing them. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh huh. That's yeah. fun. And then we had a real, very well known columnist, columnist down, the, down the hall from us, uh, Herb Kane. Oh. And he had a lot of characters. Uh -huh. uh, that used to walk down the hall, yeah. and so uh, a couple of times I'm at the front desk, and this one fellow walked by and he saw me, and he goes and he backtracks. Can't mm. <laughs> <laughs> believe what he saw. <laughs> what were you doing? I, I, I was just sitting there being pretty. Just so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Just distracting. Yeah. He, could, he he couldn't believe it. <laughs> So he walked on. <laughs> a similar experience that Ross had at some point in, in the future. Yeah, the, just overcome by your beauty yeah okay so you're yeah. in clear lake she's in clear lake. I'm in clear and lake. you and are I'm... in yuma no no i had gone in 50 in 60 i had moved from yuma to point arena california which is up on the coast between okay. san francisco and fort bragg and i was right. working with the air force on a radar site mm -hmm. and in the summer of 62 a close friend bought a boat and motor and trailer mm. Mm -hmm. They weren't that close a friend weekends. until they had the boat. But yeah, once they to have do a boat. weekends at Clear Lake. <laughs> yeah, and there was an Air Force Master Sergeant medic. Okay. At the radar site, mm -hmm. and he had just retired and bought a restaurant at Soda Bay, mm -hmm. and her folks' house was right across the street from the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And us guys, there were three, sometimes four guys, crashed in a little house trailer mobile home thing mm -hmm. in his backyard okay and you know drank and water skied and have a ball all mm -hmm. weekend and then went back to point arena sunday night okay she was working as a waitress because she was of age and could serve beer and wine mm -hmm. at this restaurant mm -hmm. and she served us guys hi hello how are you mm -hmm. i'm there mm -hmm. and uh so well, you're going to the lake and water skiing and yucking it up yep. on the weekends. On the weekends. And then you Summer cut, of 62. Summer of 62. And then you're coming back and thinking about this waitress that was up at the lake and thinking, yeah, man, she wasn't half bad. I kind of like talking no, to her. No, within weeks we were... We're a couple. couple, yeah. Yeah. So Party so, till so, 2 in the morning, have breakfast, and then crash. <laughs> Just as the good Lord intended. It was so, so you're seeing this group of guys, and there were probably plenty of, like, just people for the weekend, yucking it up and partying. And plenty of guys. Plenty. Young men. <laughs> I, had, I had a choice. <laughs> yeah. I had a choice. A couple were hitting on her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> my, and so nature. what was the, do you remember the the conversation or the moment that you both kind of went, oh, wow, maybe. You want to tell him my famous words? No. You'd be no? good. Oh, this is why but, I knew I had to have you guys together. <laughs> I was scheduled in September uh -huh. 
to drive oh. all the way to Pennsylvania in my new 62 Ford Galaxy mm-hmm. 500XL Ooh, with a Warner T10 we, transmission We have on a it. policy around here that anytime anybody mentions a car, we have to look it up. What was it? A Ford Galaxy 500XL. Ford Galaxy 500. Bucket a- seat. XL. It was a it was a sweetie. It was it was our honeymoon car. Oh yeah. We had that until I gave it to my youngest son here. Holy smokes! Something like. It was yeah, blue. Man. It was blue. It was blue. I don't know. I don't know if this makes for a good podcast, but if you're listening, go ahead and stop what you're doing and and Google a Ford no, Galaxy was, 500XL. It's kind of like. That. Was it a convertible? No, it was hard top. Hard top, kind of like that one there. Man, that looks like America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a beautiful ride. Yeah, that's a '63, so mine was a '62. But that this is a six. Mm-mm-mm. This is a '63 XL. Yeah, and I had a '62 XL. That's a good looking ride. Okay, so you've got this ready to go to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. And by we we had met at the end of June, and by the early part of August, I made a pronouncement to her that. She knew that I was going to be going for a month to Pennsylvania mm-hmm. through the month of September. And I said to her, I'm either going to have to marry you or forget you, basically. Because I figured it'd be all... Leave you. Yes, one or the other. all over by it's the time, time to, I got back. It's time to fish or cut bait. Yeah. yeah. So on the 8th of September, 62, we got married. It's not a particularly dramatic, romantic proposal. No. No, she lets me know that it wasn't... <laughs> I remember telling Tiffany before I asked her to marry me, I said, look, sometime I probably am going to ask you to marry me. Like, there was no doubt in my uh-huh. mind that, that Tiffany's the coolest human, right? Right. And, uh, and your eyes. I think it's deci- discernible yeah. for everyone. But, yeah. uh, but, uh, but, um, but I remember thinking, if I don't have the self-esteem to be rejected. <laughs> like, so I remember saying, hey, when I say, would you like to get married? I'm asking, would you like to get married? No, I'm not asking, would you like to get married now or in a little while? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm. Would you like to marry me or would you like me to go away? Yeah, because uh-huh. I know, you know, she could definitely that's, do better. Yeah, that's kind of the thought. <laughs> yeah, you thought, you thought if I go to Pennsylvania for a month, then there'll be somebody else in my spot when I get back. That's right. Yeah, I, yeah. Did, I had no clue as to what would be going on. By so the time Jesus is not part of the story not at yet. all. Not this at is all. just no. that Jesus. It's almost like this is one of those stories where Jesus is part of it looking back. God. Where, yeah, where you say, was God active? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you guys that weren't, haven't no come to faith. No clue. Weren't raised in a home that honored the Lord. Not. To the extent that we understand a Southern Baptist, no. It yeah. was it was a denomination in Pennsylvania called the Evangelical and Reformed. Uh-huh. Not very evangelical. I don't know how reformed it was. <laughs> uh, you became a member by taking classes, you know, yeah. you no know, going forward, no, you know, making a commitment. Yeah, it was more uh, uh, a, well, re- that, a religious that denomination. Religion. Religion. Yeah, that denomination has ultimately become the United Church of Christ, which mm. no, mm-hmm. and I don't have a strong tie. When I went in the Navy, it, that that went behind. So me. you, yeah, so you're not walking with the Lord Never. at all, Mary. No. You're not walking with the Lord. I'm walking with God. Okay, all right. So explain that to me. I'm very moral. You're very moral. You had an idea. I'm very moral. Okay. I may have been a divorcee, but. I was very moral. Yeah. I wanted nothing to do with men. (laughs) I've had it. Yeah. And so, um, and you, you had some idea that there was a God. Yeah. But, but hadn't, didn't have a a relationship with Christ. Like you came to. I'll share that. Please do. Back in 1956, there Mm -hmm. was a very well-known movie by the name of the 10 commandments. Yeah. Charlton Heston played Moses. Yeah. I left that movie believing in God because of Is Moses. Is that right? I can't wait to meet Moses. <laughs> well, I yes. hope he's there to meet Moses. you. Moses in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so that's 1962, you said? 50. 1950. 50. 56. 56. I was 17. That's You're when 17 years old and God used changed. that movie somehow to yes, just get did. a hold, get your yeah. attention. Yeah. That's okay. true. And um, so you were married in what year? We were married in 62. In se- that's September right, 8th, my mother's birthday. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. And then we were next day we were on our way to Pennsylvania okay. with the six year old stepson son uh-huh. in the back seat in the XL Ford. Yeah. And we were gone a month, didn't come back until early 
That's uh, something you guys still enjoy doing, hitting the road together. Yeah, we have. We we fire up whatever the, the ranger now we yeah. fire it up and start singing on the road again. <laughs> I'm a big Willie Nelson fan. As so you should I be, sing yeah. Willie Nelson songs on the road. And, and then when we leave a motel, I say good night, Gracie. <laughs> only, only those people who know Gracie Allen. And, sure. Yeah, and I know. Sure. Yeah, say good night, Gracie. Uh, good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, uh, they always said I was I uh, at their show. I was babysat by a couple that I think my mom did her hair or something like that, and they were like my like surrogate grandparents uh-huh. and yeah. they would watch a bunch of old black and yeah. white stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have. Oh, early, and early we can go back to the reason why I was up there in the Clear Lake. Yeah. Um, my younger sister, the one that just passed, uh, was in a terrible accident up in Canada. Mm. And, uh, she, um, she was in a carnival ride and the bar that was supposed to secure her flew open, was not locked. Mm. And she flew through the air 50 mm. feet mm. and hit a guy wire mm. and, and sliced through her arm. Mm. And she was a second implantation, implantation in the world. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in July of 62, yeah. in July Canada, 4th. in uh, Calgary, mm. they re-implanted the arm. Uh-huh. So did that, that, that was before you were married or just after you were married? Just before. Just before. Yeah. We were already going. It was a July, mm-hmm. July 4th of 62, okay. that weekend. Yeah, we had just met. Yeah, okay. that weekend. Oh, you guys had just met. So your courtship was? Very short. Two months. <laughs> two months. <laughs> and how long have you been married? 56, 56 years. 56. Going on 57. So here's the secret is just make a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Make, just, just choose make a decision make a decision yeah and stick to it that's excellent okay so i would love to hear um so now you guys are married you're in pennsylvania you come back your life was on the coast and your life is in clear lake not anymore I'm so you yeah. you quit your job went yeah. to, quit your job got married went to pennsylvania for a month and then came back to point arena okay to go to back to work yep and then she can tell you a marvelous story here. All right. I like the Lord was things. active in our life. Father God. <laughs> um, come to find out that... Um, um, we had no it, place it, to live when we rolled into town. Uh-huh. No. We, we, were, we were saying, you know, oh, we can pitch a tent or, you know, go in uh-huh. a motel, you know. Uh-huh. You know, being newly married, you know. Yeah. And we were even thinking. And he wasn't even thinking. But in the Jewish um, tradition, they um, the husband... Uh, so here is a house for the wife mm-hmm. before a year before they even get married mm-hmm. during that time, and so I found this out through a um, this Jonathan Kahn is a, a very well known Jewish messianic um, rabbi, mm-hmm. and he he's written two three four books, and anyways he told this story, and it clicked with me. What happened was that we got into Point Arena in October of '62. And Ross went to the bank and um, met up with Ken Metter. Metter. He was another tech rep. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that the house they were living in was being unoccupied that very day. They had mm-hmm. a- He was moving to Rome, New York, from California to mm-hmm. Rome, New York that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he sold me most of his furniture. Mm-hmm. And we got that little house. Mm-hmm. One bedroom house with a sun porch. Just what you needed. So the, fa- needed. the father was my bridegroom. Ah, he supplied cool. my house ah, for neat. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The day we rolled into yeah. town. How long did you live there? Oh, oh just a couple months. of months. That was Mr. Oh, Mr. Stewart's yeah. house. And then we got a bigger place, much uh-huh. bigger place. How long were you in that city? Oh. We were together there for about two years, 62 no, to 62 to the end of 63. Three. So like 15, 16. So how do, how do you go from there to the postgraduate school? Uh-huh. Well. A couple of stops in the middle there? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I got transferred from Point Arena. The contract had been whittled down from almost a dozen of us uh-huh. to two. Okay. Maybe even one. Bill Rudd, I guess. Yeah. At any rate, I'm, we moved back to Arizona to mm-hmm. Tucson. All right. And she had already had our oldest son, Alan. So there was four of us, went to Tucson. And we were there for 15 months. And I could see that that contract work working for the government was, the bottom was falling out. Oh, I see. So I was offered a job through a mutual friend 
working for Stanford Research Institute out of Menlo Park, out of Fort Ord at Hunter Liggett. I mean, okay. That, that, that. Yep. And I, I, they needed a radar specialist down at Hunter Liggett, and then I came. We came back, moved ourselves back from Tucson, Arizona, to, to actually Moss Landing area. Hmm. Huh. It's true road over there. And by then we had the youngest boy, mm-hmm. Carl. Yeah. He was just three, we, four months we, old. We left Point Arena with two animals and two kids. We came back with three kids and no animals. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still so sounds like a lot of work. We were living over <laughs> at Struve Road and Moss Landing for about a year, a little over a year, 15 months maybe. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys I worked with at SRI uh, decided to leave a rental house and buy a house in Delray Oaks. So his rental house was coming available. So we moved over to Delray Oaks, to the mm-hmm. house we're in now. So we've been in this house since 66. <laughs> Bought it in 71. You know, total ours since And what a, I mean, what a, that, that seems like, that's just not a story that you hear very much anymore. That you guys have been in that place, yeah. married, raised a family, like just a really wonderful life. Like, I mean, there's ups and downs, and maybe we'll talk oh, about yeah. some of those oh, downs yeah. as we go. But You'll be surprised. Yeah, but um, but really a lot of provision. Hung in there. Hung yeah. in there, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now, she can relate to her salvation experience because that comes about in this period of time. Right early. there. Well, let's yeah. hear it. How'd you come to, to know Jesus as your Savior? Well, in the end of 1971, let's go back to June of 71. Um, my young, my oldest son, had a, hung out with a, two or three, three fellows, uh, fellow kids. They were teenagers. Teenagers, sure. and uh, they were very bad influence on him. Mm. And so come to my young, my. The Alan, who's our oldest son, um, very smart kid, and he told me a lot that was going on. They used to all go down to the park. We have a park in Delray Oaks mm-hmm. and Alan, Alan would go down with them and he would bring back stories what they were talking about and mm-hmm. doing and they were kind of co-hosting co- how you call it coercing co- uh-huh him into doing things that he was a he was six feet three so he's mm-hmm. a strapping young man mm-hmm. and and um and these these three were like um demonic mm-hmm. they acted demonic toward him mm-hmm. they were enticing him trying to do mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. with girls mm-hmm. and so um anyways uh that started it mm-hmm. and then uh july july 4th my stepfather's birthday was july 3rd and then he died july 4th mm. and this really took a, a toll on my oldest son mm. he loved him my stepfather was a fisherman and a hunter and he just adored him he helped raise them mm-hmm. until he was six and so Anyway, so he became very depressed, mm. and um, I didn't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. He told me he went to the um, liquor store and bought himself a bottle and went down what they call the dunes, yep. where the condos are, yep. and um, got drunk. And then he, then I guess he sobered up and came home. He told me this. Mm-hmm. And so I know that he was in bad straits. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he met up with this uh, other group of people hmm. at the post office. And one was that woman, that young woman. She's five years older than him, mm-hmm. and she fell. He fell for her, mm-hmm. and uh, and she was kind of like, uh, you read in Proverbs where, you know, mm. that that song of the mm-hmm. evil woman. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. well, that's what happened, mm-hmm. and he fell for her, mm-hmm. and um, he he, I guess he loved her, mm-hmm. and so he decided that oh she, she decided to, cut off the relationship. Well, and, we, I believe totally from the events and the people that t- talked to me that uh, she told him she was pregnant. He's a 15 mm, year old boy, and mm, this 20 year old woman he's hanging out with says, mm-hmm, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. So, he, no. so he, he took his own life. Yeah, he yep. shot himself in yeah. the head. Yep. And that, I mean, very much out of the blue. This wasn't something no, was, that you had there. And that, no clues. That no. there were anything you're yeah one of the problems that existed at that point in time in monterey was that monterey high school had Uh what they called the mod system modular Mm -hmm. and they had 
it was like college. You could mm -hmm. be in a class and then go somewhere and do something and come back for another mm -hmm. class. But it, you could come and go from the campus. Mm -hmm. And that's really what really allowed Nova them. County. Yeah, yeah. So, no so, so there was just, he was living a life that you guys didn't know about. That's yeah. right. And, and really didn't know the full picture until after he was gone. That's exactly And this. that, I mean, there's no... I just can't imagine that kind of pain. That's yeah. that is the worst nightmare that yeah. a parent can go through. Yeah. I mean, we're not supposed to bury our kids at all, yeah. but yeah. with right. with all of those questions yeah. and no lead up and just the, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but all of the worry, uh, and and pain and all of that yeah. kind of hap hits you all at once. I suppose. Well, yes. In fact, I, I was in shock. Yeah. And Ross was cleaning up the bedroom. And uh, I was shaking like a it leaf. No I had oh, we, we had the police, we had the um, um, sheriffs, sheriffs and the coroner, and the whole coroner. Thing. But it was you know everything. I mean, your house goes from this, like I was just saying, this yeah. little wonderful, idyllic yeah. American life to a crime scene, yes, or to it, it was a crime scene. Yeah, that's to, what they treat and, it as. Well, and and you're. I mean, there's, we don't really have the ability to process all that all at once, right? Like, you, oh, I can't you're imagine. Numb. You're numb. You're, you're just, in shock for, yeah. uh, for a long oh, time, I yes. guess. Oh, yeah. yes. And and at this point, you're not really clinging to a, to a vibrant faith in Christ. No. no. So you're just on your own kind of to, to, to just say, well, terrible things happen. What are you going to do about I it? I had no family to lean on because mm, they man. were. They, they, she was even condemned. And yeah, as a process. Yeah, along that time. Oh, yeah, my, well, it was not fun. In January of '72, my my older sister um, had just come back from Europe, and my mother picked her up at the house at the at the uh, airport, and my younger sister lived in PG at the time, and so uh, after mother picked her up, they all went together to my sister's house, mm -hmm. and apparently they got into a big argument, mm. and over this. Mm. this my son's mess mm. and so next thing I knew um, that there was a night I didn't look up the date but it was the first first weekend of, of January and the next thing I do my mother deposited her on my front do doorstep my older sister on my mm -hmm. front doorstep mm -hmm. and she was an angry woman anyways mm -hmm. angry from the time she was a teenager mm. even younger than that but she that's another story at the time, yeah. but that's another story but anyways um, what happened was that we had to take her in, mm -hmm. and so we took her in. We had the couch that folded out, and so she put it down there, and and then um, uh, everybody went back to work. Ross went back to work. He he worked part time for the month of um, what was January. left of what was left of December, and yeah. the I took the kids out of the school for three weeks, and so um, and then every everybody went back to school and back to, to work huh. and on that following Monday, and I had my sister with me. So, huh. um, and my mother was going to come and pick her up, and they were going up to Clear Lake. So uh, while we were waiting for my mother to pick her up, um, um, we started talking, a conversation. Next thing I knew, she was ripping me at one side and down the other, blaming me mm. for, this, for my son's so death. You're, so you're dealing with the grief yeah. yep. of... You're grieving your son, yeah, and at the same time, you're you're caring for your sister, and you're dealing with just this family conflict. And you know, I mean, I I wish that I could say we're in 2019, we're so much more evolved than that. But this is something that none of us are very good at talking about without really thinking about it. Yeah, you know, um, going through it, going through it, and and really studying like what and, are and, the and getting through it. Yeah, and and I think even then, maybe even less than now, it was something that you just you didn't talk about in polite company or oh no. And so there, so you're dealing with kind of some, I mean, the, I, kind I, of I even felt. the sin of the culture that's yeah. unable to 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 help you grieve or to walk through I, it with I, you. I didn't walk out of the house for five years. Oh my gosh! Because all the neighbors knew about it. Yeah. And eventually, most of the neighbors moved away. Yeah. But still. But this day that she's talking about with sister there, I yeah. came home from work and she was just a total mess. I can't, of and course. Yeah. Deeply depressed. She told, sure. she told me what had been happening Yeah. and I threw her sister out. I hauled her to the bus yeah. station and said goodbye. I mean, that her too, out. that too is a grief. Like that's a hard, if, if that's all that had happened is this conflict with your sister, that would have been a very traumatic experience. You throw that on top of 
grieving for my son, your son. Yeah. And, I mean, that just. Yeah. So. So what I did was uh, I had nobody to turn to. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, I, I told him that I want take me out to the woods and let me scream my head off. I knew if I did, I'd be stuck raving mad. Yeah. And he, Ross said no. So I buried it uh. like I did when I was growing up. All the uh. bad things that were said to me, hmm. the abuse, I buried it. Oh, Mary, I'm so sorry. And so, well, God, my Lord took care of it because mm. like an onion, he unpeeled it throughout the past, mm-hmm. through those years, mm-hmm. 73, 74, 75. And mm-hmm. so anyways, what happened was that um, I... Um, I uh, a dear lady in your life, that's what... Mm. Well, no, before that. Uh, so I had nobody turned to, so I turned to God. Mm. And I and so I prayed to God. I said, uh, God, you know, uh, I, I said, uh, I, need st- I need physical strength to get mm. through each day. Mm. And so I prayed for strength every day to mm. get me through. Mm. And so um, he gave that to me because mm. I had two little boys to raise mm-hmm. and a husband. And so... I had to get through each day, yeah. and I was de- de- deeply depressed. I had a group of friends bowling. I was into bowling at the time. Mm-hmm. And a group of friends, and I was going to quit bowling. I was going to quit everything. And so, um, anyways, uh, they uh, they came to my house. My 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 birthday's in January, and so they came to the house. They had a cake for me, mm-hmm. and I told them, well, "I'm I'm quitting. I'm not bowling anymore." No, you're not. You're coming. You're, you're going to be. You're going to go bowling with us. Mm-hmm. So they. So I went. So I continued bowling with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this is just uh, your friends that really sustained you. Yes. Uh huh. Mm. And, and the moose. Uh, the ladies of the moose. Okay. We were members of the moose at the time yeah. too. Yeah. So you maybe feel like the neighborhood has left you feeling alone, rejected. The your family has. There's been difficulty Rejected. there, but there, but we would say God had put in your path a group of women that yes. was willing to love on two you. Two groups, two groups. Two groups of women that were yeah. willing to just let you be you. Yeah. And loved on me. Loved on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was what I needed. So at what point does this turn into faith in Christ? Okay. So we move on to uh, November 8th. Okay. And here I'm, I'm praying to, to the Father. And then... Um, I had a date, a coffee date with a friend of mine, Karen King, who lived on Hawthorne. And so um, I had to go, in those days, I, I shopped uh, for the kids' clothes uh, in September, and then I had a couple more months to buy some more clothes for the kids. Uh-huh. And so that's what I did. We used to have a Penny's downtown. And so I shopped at Penny's. Yeah. And, and so, um, I, I told my friend that, uh, Karen, I said, I'll meet you after I shop at Penny's at her house for coffee. So I did. And before I left the house on this November 8th, I looked in the mirror and all heaven was there. Hmm. Pulsating uh, uh, light. Uh, you, hmm. you see picture paintings with people with halos? No. It's, it's, it's light. It's all light. <laughs> it's all, I'm all lit up. Uh. My whole body was all huh. lit up from huh. head to toe. Huh. And so I left the house kind of lightheaded, you know, kind of light, you know. Huh. And so I'm driving down to, to uh, Penny's, and, and uh, it was the lights in Penny's was very bright, so they couldn't see it. But when I went into Karen's, I went to Karen's house, uh, apartment, and she said, I walked into her living room, she says, Mary. You're all lit up. I said, yeah, I know. Huh. I lit up your living room. A witness. Huh. The light. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So uh, so we talked a little bit about that. So I, I said, oh, I know. I, I don't know what it is, huh. and what the light is. And so, and then um, uh, the Lord had put a, a woman in my life by the name of Marie. And a charismatic Catholic. <laughs> all right. And, and, and Marie and another lady, Lori and Canepa. And... And they were in a group of uh, women from the Catholic Church. And in late 60s, early 70s, they were praying, and they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. speaking tongues and all the 
gifts and everything. What year is this? 1972. And there's a lot of stories from a lot of denominations at that time that God was doing stuff. Amen. That, oh, that's he, great. he was working here. He was yeah. working up in the Bay Area, too, yeah. because uh, some of the teachers that came down to the prayer group that met up at St. Matthias Church, uh-huh. that's where I went. Uh-huh. Uh, that's where the ladies were meeting. Uh-huh. And, and Marie, uh, God, God yeah. went... No, I'm just saying, up, oh, right yeah. up the street, around yeah. the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, God uh, would um, put Mary, uh, uh, Mary uh, I would be at, at um, Del Monte Center, and she said, Mary, come to the prayer meeting. And I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she uh, meet her uh, at a, used to, ha- used to be a farm, vegetable stand where, mm-hmm. where the Ramona Inn is. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I would be shopping there on my way home. And Mary, she'd be there. Mary, come to the prayer group. She was all over. She was at, at hmm. going to store. Mary, come to the prayer group. Hmm. So finally mm-hmm. I relented. And so that was after Thanksgiving. And then Was I, she in the Moose Lodge or one of the mm-hmm. bowling no, people? No, she was, she was uh, my, one of my friend's mother. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mother and, of a friend. Yeah, and that's another story, too. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry to interrupt. So uh-huh. you're seeing this and she's inter- inviting you. I love that you say, finally, I relented. I feel like becoming a believer is more about giving up than he anything was, else. He was chasing me. He's chasing you down yep. and you decide to finally like, give up. Just like a hum dog. Yep. Just chasing yep. me. Yep. And so he wanted me. Yep. And so um, so I finally relented. I drove over to the church and, um, and I met up with Marie and, and Lori and um, so we were praying and you know, praying and and uh, and then uh, I, I guess I got on my knees and Father Charlie, you got to mention. Oh, who Father was Charlie, running, Catholic mm-hmm. charismatic priest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Father mm-hmm. Charlie was there, and so, anyways, I got on my knees, asked the Lord into my life, and what happened was that uh, he into my life because he he was ready to jump in. He jumped into me, mm-hmm. and my whole body shook. Hmm. So I knew he was there. Hmm. And, you know, I mean, when you you talk about light, like you had been some of, through some of the darkest Amen. times that I can imagine. And so this, this image of light for you had to be really meaningful. It was. Like it, this was not good. You, you were never going to have like a, a measured, moderate conversion story where you were just convinced at a Bible study. It was going to have the to soil, be... The soil was already toiled. Yeah, that's right. It, it, it was going to be that God was going to have to say, hey, in the middle of your darkness, yes. I am the light. Yes. And let me tell you, let's fast forward to 1981. And so uh, 1981, November 8th, I uh, decided to uh, sit down at my kitchen table with my Bible, this one. Mm-hmm. And I asked, I said, because there were questions, you know, what was, where was the light? What, what this was, Bible right here. Uh-huh, where was the light, you know? Oh, yeah, it, it's, all, it's yeah. all written in. Yep. And so let me turn to, to John. And so anyways, I, I'm, I'm uh, going through. So I asked the, asked the Lord, I said, you know, I understand that something um, spiritual happens to you mm. that um, you can, I can find confirmation in, the, in your word. Mm. And so... Um, that's what I find out. So I said, okay, okay, Lord, if that light was from you, uh, where can I find it? You know, mm-hmm. so my books, my Bible's closed. Mm-hmm. And he says, I said, okay, now, uh, where do I, where, where do I turn? Mm-hmm. And see, so he said, turn to the book of John. So I turned to the book of John. I said, okay, he's, he's over here talking to me mm-hmm. verbally. Mm-hmm. And I can hear him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in, my, in me. And so I said, now where, Lord? He said, uh, look under the, uh, under the eighth chapter, mm-hmm. I said, "Okay, now we're Lord." Mm-hmm. And he says, "He says twelfth, twelfth verse." Yeah. And he says, "Therefore, I, uh, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life." And you've been walking That's her with him That's since. It. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Yeah, you know, like that's not a story. That you would say, here's how people come to Christ. It's a testimony. It's a testimony, and it's something that really demonstrates God's ability and willingness oh, to reach you. He's there. Yeah, yeah. That that this is a personal, like this is your story, and it can't yeah. be anybody else's, and that is beautiful. And and so you've walked with him since. Yeah. Um, in 1973, uh, the two women um, 
uh, invited me or took me over to St. Ansgar Church in Salinas. And yeah. they were having a... a um, shout, a, shout out to uh, my buddy Scott, who's the pastor there. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's St. Ansgar Church, and they were having a... Um, um, Holy Spirit conference. Okay. And so uh, it was all day thing, box lunches, and then um, my two my two friends left me, mm-hmm. and we and we got into circles of six six seven women, mm-hmm. and so a couple of the women asked me why are you here, and um, I said well my my oldest son um, committed suicide mm-hmm. last year. And oh, so they all gathered around me, prayed over me, laid hands on me, and mm. my spirit was revived. Mm. Mm. So it's a beautiful story. So Ro- it's something. Yeah, I feel like we should just stop. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna get a better story than that. But Ross, I'd love to hear how. Okay. So so in 1973 is where you from 73 on the Lord had been work has been so, working on me. So that's your. Uh, however you want to say it, your conversion okay. yes. point, mm-hmm. your the point where you really turn to Christ. Yeah. And right, where are you in 1973? Nowhere. Nowhere. So this stuff fast is happening forward. with your wife. She's coming home and telling you about it, and you're going, whatever, yeah, it's great. fine. Yeah. yeah. Ha- you're happy good. for you. Glad, yeah. glad you're finding yeah. some peace in this Amen. crazy world. Amen. <laughs> now we got to fast forward to September of 1981. Okay. Our two boys... Alan and Carl, kind of were raised in the Sunday school bus ministry of First Southern Baptist Church okay. in the 70s at the 1973. time that the boy, the other one, 1973. killed himself. Mm-hmm. So our sons had affinity to this mm-hmm. facility. Mm-hmm. We didn't. Okay. In his late teenage years, 18, our oldest son was going with a girl mm-hmm. who was a member here. Mm-hmm. Cindy Barnett. Mm-hmm. Her her daddy was a deacon here, mm-hmm. and in September twenty on September twenty first, mm-hmm. there was a Billy Graham crusade in San Jose at Martin Stadium, I believe they call it. And Mary and I and the girlfriend and Alan, our oldest, went to San Jose. So he invited you. Hey, mom and dad, there's this thing going on. Yeah. You want to come with me? Yeah. You, Billy Graham is a like well, a, a social. Always, for many years, I had been sure, but it's at least Billy. like a, a spectacle to behold. Billy like, yeah, gives, go hear what the yeah. guys are saying. Billy gives an invitation, and that kind of you know, was in the back of my mind. Okay. Anyway, right. we went to the Billy Graham crusade. Yep. It was profound. Yeah. Uh, he gives the invitation. My son's doing this. Uh-huh. <laughs> any rate didn't do it yeah um so on the way home in our little 72 pinto we were coming down the old 101 called blood alley there near morgan hill and gilroy uh-huh. and my son says dad what time are we getting back to monterey i says i don't know why he says well i'm getting baptized tonight after the billy graham crusade mm-hmm. wow yeah <laughs> no this was already you know, established, yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't know anything about it until yeah. that. I almost ran that Pinto off I the did. road. Yeah. I, anyway, I knew we got straight <laughs> straight back to Monterey. I think we went straight to here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And went in, sat on the left hand side, watched Alex Campbell baptize our oldest son. That next Sunday, we had already been visited by Alex Campbell Tom, and Tom, Tom Doyle. Doyle. Mm-hmm. We came to Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Church been here ever since. Yeah. In January, the last Sunday of January, I had a meeting with Pastor and Tom, and on my knees about where you stand to greet people, mm-hmm. I accepted Christ mm-hmm. in what was then the pastor's office. Mm-hmm. It's now the outer foyer there. Yeah. And I was baptized on the second of February. Yeah. In the old leaky redwood baptistry <laughs> first southern baptist church uh-huh. but uh and I, I, and you know you commitment. you're such a servant like I, you started serving probably the next afternoon right like before that just and and your service has always been you are you do have 
you have skills that not very many people have, especially with electronics and well, electrical, and you can and you can also I did the sprinkling system. You can kind of do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can kind of do everything. And so was service just kind of a natural part mm-hmm. of your? It's just kind of what you naturally do. Yeah. Yeah, it needed to be done. Needed uh-huh. somebody to do it. Yeah. So as you know, up until about a year or two ago, I did sound and i yep. did this the irrigation system here i know and i think patrick doesn't have a microphone today he's sitting over there pulling the knobs and pulling the levers but but uh the just the in in 1987 there was a remodel around here so oh, yes. big, big and, and um, yeah, yeah and you you kind of headed up the sound part of that and uh what great stuff i mean when then when i got here in 2015 still 16 working still working great and really sounds like i've i've never been to a church that had less feedback issues and you know you really had it dialed in in well, an tom, incredible way tom, tom had a lot to do with that too yeah when it's always a team but yeah, I, but we I had saying, an associate pastor who had a doctorate in musical arts right. oh is that right he, oh yes he, he knew what he wanted and taught me how to do it. Yes. Yeah. To uh-huh. make it happen. That, yeah. That's really what well. It was and great. still, you can walk up in the roost even mm-hmm. now in the old sound room. You built all that stuff. Yes, yeah. he did. Like there, there's there, there was not very many purchases from Sweetwater. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> no. it was all like you going down to the hardware store and picking up. Well, the Potter's Electronics. Potter's yeah, Electronics. Man. Oh, do you love that store? I love I that. Yeah. I can. Yeah. I, I can walk the around there. Yeah, I knew them there. Shout out to Gilbert but, over there. Yeah, owner of Potter's Electronics. Bits and pieces. Came it's from it's there, gone into different ownership. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and occasionally some Radio Shack stuff. Yeah, and you you just kind of made it kept happen. it to go kept yeah. it together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had very little money. Yeah. So. so while we're talking, if the, if I can make an awkward transition to music, you love music. Mary, love it. And have been singing ever since I was a kid. Okay, so where did you sing before church? Not much. Home. Home. In the yeah. shower. In the shower. Yeah. That's a it's a wonderful thing, you know. Uh, yeah. Singing and dancing, I loved it from the and, time I was a kid. And so then it it's was in a, my blood. It was a natural progression mm-hmm. to start singing at church and yeah. And with the Coraliers, you still nerve. enjoy the Coraliers. Yeah, there's a I mean, lot of distension yeah. going on right now, but yeah. <laughs> Is there some drama? Oh, oh yeah. Oh well, well let's oh. let's just preach grace and forgiveness for the Coraliers. I we prayed. I prayed for them yesterday. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> No. But um, but you love singing. Yes. And love love hymns, love worship songs. Yes. You enjoy singing to the Lord. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is it that's special about that? What's special? It builds up my spirit. Yeah. You know, music does. Music touches you in a place that yes. even the most profound knowledge. Yeah. Singing unto him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's I watch her about... and your mother up there. In yeah. Often. They're both a treat to me. It's a joy just to... And you're right, Ross, even for those of us that aren't up there singing in the choir it's a joy to watch people worship with their whole heart yeah so um so they, let's they let's wrap it. up by asking you our big questions um after i mean those we could sit here for five more hours and, oh, yes. still start. Start. and maybe we'll we, maybe we'll do it again and We're up to date load up some load up some some stories we never got to talk about radar which i don't know if that would interest a lot of very people. many people, but it would interest me a lot. So, <laughs> so someday well, and Pat, we'll have Pat interview you about when it comes to all the electronic stuff. But um, after, like, those are a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Amen. And the ups have been high, and yeah. the downs have been low. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, uh, where's hope come from? My each Lord. Other. Oh, each other and yeah, my yeah, Lord and your Lord. Mm-hmm. I have to stay in tune with her yeah. day and night. Yeah. You guys have a real friendship, the two of you. Yeah, we're buddies. Yeah. 56 years of being friends after two months of hanging out at the lake on weekends. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it all started. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and where's joy come from? What's The Lord. Yeah. 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 So it's just... Joy's. Hope, joy, peace. Yeah. This is going to be the same answer. Peace, peace comes from from yeah. the Lord. Yeah. What's that look like on a day to day basis now? Are you guys still in, enjoy getting into the scriptures and? Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's a big fan of Trinity 
Broadcasting uh -huh. and CBN. So yeah. we watch a lot of CBN yeah. and a lot of Trinity. And yeah. I get fed. And I'm yeah. very fond of lots of those people, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And they even do Billy Graham classics on a Sunday? And he was, yeah, I like those. I, mean, I like those black and white Billy Graham. Like he, because he had a, like I don't know that, because obviously I grew up when he was wrapping up his oh, yes. ministry, mm -hmm. right? Um, and kind of the, those big things were Harvest Crusades. Oh, yes. So Greg Laurie had kind of, I don't know if you'd say oh, taken no, the mantle, uh -huh. but no, you know what I mean? Yes. Those, no, those were the big. He's, yeah. Yeah. Greg Laurie's doing it now. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but you, so, so I didn't have a, like, I had a sense of the gravity of, I think my mom, my mom sang in the LA Coliseum and with the Billy Graham choir. Yeah. Yeah. Like before Good. I was born. Uh -huh. um, so I had some sense of like the gravity of Billy Graham, but you see yeah. those old black and white things and you, like there was a, a lightness, a graciousness, even a humor to him. Like he wasn't a, a, a as heavy handed yeah. as you might think. Uh -huh. he, there was a real sincerity. He and, got your attention. Oh, yeah. And a great, just a attention. great order. Yes. Like yeah. whatever he was talking about was going to be good. The Holy Spirit. Yeah. 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 Well, that's excellent. It is really good to spend an hour with you guys. Thank you guys very much <laughs> yeah. for coming in. I and love you a lot, and I'm so grateful to be church family. We love you, you too. Yeah, I feel yeah. it. I know it. I know yeah. it. Yeah, when you stand up there and you say, "I love you," we love you too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's got to be the basis of a church, doesn't that's it? That's right. It you does have, have to love. be like we love the Lord, we love yes. each other. Yes. We're all a little bit crazy yeah <laughs> every single it. one of us and it. it's uh, it's good to be crazy together yeah yeah hey i'm i'm lifted up i'm blessed Thank by you. your story and and by your friendship <laughs> i just love yeah. you guys a lot and uh so thanks for coming in you're welcome all right so this is uh ross and mary seeley my dear friends and that's patrick hawks over there pulling the levers and spinning the knobs and uh we'll talk to you guys next time on lighthouse stories thank you guys thank you